Hi, this is Alexa. Hi, this is Jennifer. And welcome back to another episode of Checked Out, our podcast that we do whenever we are able to get a chance to do it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's been a while since we have had a chance, but the um, important thing is we're here now. Yes. We've been doing here. some reading. We have read. And we're maybe. ready to talk about it. We've read a few books. <laughs> We've had we've been escaped from our desk. Yes. To read a little. So yes. So I'm gonna let you start okay. about what you read. Alright, so I'm gonna start with what I am actually currently reading. Yep. I am in the middle of this book that I have been very excited for. Oh yes, I'm, I remember. Didn't you talk about her the first book? Right? I did. So I'm currently holding a copy of The Last Graduate by Naomi Novik. This is my own personal copy because I loved the first book in this series so much. I pre-ordered this one, which is very rare that I I actually do that. The first book in the series is called A Deadly Education. Um, this book is called The Last Graduate, as I said. It is Lesson 2 of the Scholomance, is what Ooh. it says on the cover. Um, okay. So the Scholomance, it's basically dark Hogwarts. Um, I remember discussion about the other book. Yes. yes. So this series is, is basically a very adult Harry Potter. So it follows Elle, who is a, a witch at the school called the Scholomance. She is extremely predisposed to dark magic. So she is very determinedly trying to not be a dark wizard. I gotcha. Which is very hard in the Scholomance because you're constantly being attacked by monsters that want to eat you because baby wizards are delicious to monsters. Oh. In the Scholomance, she has befriended Orion Lake, who is basically our our Harry Potter facsimile. He is a very weird boy from New York who loves (laughs) killing monsters. Oh, it's literally all he lives for is to just protect other wizards from monsters. And he just, it's one of my favorite running jokes in the series is Elle and her friends will just be having conversations and then suddenly Orion flings themselves through the door and like attacks a monster that was about to sneak up on them. He's just constantly like popping up out of corners and saving everyone from monsters. So the first book was their penultimate year in the school of Ants, And this year is, is their graduation year. So they're getting ready to graduate Ooh, from the okay. school of Ants. And when you graduate from the School of Ants, basically the school is on a big year and it rotates down every year. Oh. Um, it's like out in the middle of space. Like it's in like a liminal space, basically. Um, and whenever it rotates down your final year, you're on the ground floor and then you have to escape through the graduation hall, which is where all of the monsters have been like gathering all year long. You have to fight your way out of the school. Oh my goodness. It's very exciting. <laughs> that's a crazy premise for us. That's cool. It is. It's very, very good. It's It's pretty... Violent as one would guess. Oh, it's, it's, it's the premise is monsters eating These baby are wizards. Monsters, obviously. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but it's very fun. It's it's a very fun read. It's very quick read. Um, Naomi Novik wrote one of my all time favorite books called Uprooted. She's extremely good at world building. It's it's so much fun to read. That sounds great. I keep I, trying to sell it to my husband. He's not buying it though. <laughs> He's just like I don't want to read about children getting eaten by monsters. It's <laughs> like I guess that's fair, but it is really fun. You're like, oh come on. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you don't know all of them like personally. Yeah, like, you don't get to know them. They're just you know, <laughs> there's like Star Trek characters or where that what is it the blue the red shirt? shirts the red shirts yeah they're it. all red shirts exactly. So I'm actually I have two books I'm reading. One of which is Teaching Artfully by Megan Parker. This is a nonfiction book about actually teaching mm-hmm. art to kids. And it's written in a graphic novel style, which I thought was really fun because, of course, we love our graphic novels. We do. And so it, it's really fun. It's very introspective. It's about her teaching art, I believe, in, in some inner city schools and her experiences with 
the idea of art and what is art. And I like art. I have an art history background. So, of course, when I see something about art, I'm very interested in that. So that's the reason why I'm reading that. And it's good. It's very good. I love that idea of a graphic novel that is also a memoir, but it's about somebody who is an artist. Like, yes. I, I like, that's very meta. I really, it I, is. I feel like it must be very That's beautiful. true, because she's teaching art, she's doing the art. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's very, inspect- you know, it's about her life. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. I see that now. The other book I'm reading right now is by Helene Thurston. It's a series. The first book was called An Elderly Lady Up to No Good. And then her new book is called An Elderly Lady Must Not Be Crossed. And the the main character is a very, very crotchety old lady mm-hmm. who is just a murderous kind of like not a nice person, but it's just because she's an old lady is sort of like people would dismiss her, but she's not to be crossed, like it says in the title. Highly, highly recommend. It's short. Each story, it's like... They're um, very small. Very small little yeah. books, and each... Each, like, a vignette of the story as it takes you through is not very long. It's it's a fun, it's sort of a fun read. I actually did, we actually were going to do this book in my mystery book club when I had my club. In a it will club. come back. It will return. I hope it does. But we were going to use it, but then we, uh, April and I, uh, partner in crime with that, we both read it and we're like, oh, gosh, we need to put this in the book club. But we kind of just generally just mentioned it a couple times in mm-hmm. the book club. And next thing I know, everyone came in and said they had read it, and it wasn't the book we were supposed to be reading. Oh. And they did read the other book. Oh, okay. But we ended up discussing the book without it really being the book club book. Oh, that's so funny. So it turned out, and everyone... Well, that worked out great, though. And everyone absolutely loved it. Yeah. And so, highly, highly recommend. It's just a fun read. So, you know, you get the first book and the second book now. And so, if you haven't read the first one, please do. It's good. So that's where I am on those. Also, I will honorable mention of my books real quickly is called Beatrice Prophecy by Kate DiCamillo. Oh, she's great. She just, it's her newest book and it's a children's book. I picked it up and it, I read the first chapter and I think it's going to be fantastic. Okay. And I mean, her um, writing is just wonderful. She's such a good writer. Yeah. It's about monks oh, and this, this young lady, this young girl that they find and, uh, they realize that she has some really big job that she has to do. Okay. And uh, I'm not going to say too much because I just started. But <laughs> if you've read anything by her, you know, I feel like as soon as you see her name, you should just pick it up. Yes. Just really good writing. Very it's, good even writing. Even if it's a juvenile book, if you think that you don't like kids' books. If you don't, um, yeah. Her stuff just is wonderful. disregard that it's a kids' book. Just read her stuff for just her storytelling mm. because amazing. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. So I, I know we I, I would be remiss if I went a single podcast without mentioning a graphic novel that I have read. So I actually read three recently on the same series by Alice Oseman, and it's called Heartstopper. Oh, I have read that. There are currently three volumes available, and it is actually going to be adapted into a Netflix series as well, I believe. Ooh, um, I think that casting for it, but I don't think that it has been filmed and released yet. Is it adult teen? <clears throat> it is YA. Okay. Yeah, it's teen. So Heartstopper is about this boy who goes to an all-boys school. And in the last couple of years, he was accidentally outed to his classmates as gay. Okay. Um, so he is kind of dealing with the fallout of that. He, he's got a lot of trauma from that um, accidental outing. Um, but he's mostly just, like, well-liked at this point. He's just kind of quiet and a weird kid, and everybody likes him just fine. 
And then he meets this jock boy who plays rugby. It's oh. it's also set in England. Okay. <laughs> oh, sorry. So, yes, it's an all-boys school in England. And so he meets this jock boy in this class that they start together. And it's the story of them gradually falling in love. And oh. it's really sweet and charming and just like a quiet little lovely series um the oh, artwork is really beautiful it was it was a web comic originally okay um and it has now been adapted into this physical graphic novel format it's very sweet i had to check that out because we both love our graphic novels yes it's it's very very good i believe that there's usually a pretty decent wait list for that first volume okay like i said it is it is currently being adapted into a netflix series so i'm sure that it will only become more in demand as that series progresses and then is eventually uh aired <laughs> That's usually what happens when things get adaptions. Um, but it's really lovely. It's just like a quiet little gentle read. There's not too much drama that happens. It's just the story of these I, two boys. I love, I kind of like graphic novels like that. Yes. Well, it's like gentle. It's like. Yes. Because a lot of times graphic novels could be one way or another. I think it could be like, tor- like bloody and like crime driven or yeah it's very just slice of life here are these two boys going to their school and they like go to friends birthday parties and they have a class trip to paris and it's just them just like living their their lives and it's very sweet it's very charming i I really enjoyed it it. yeah the, the artwork is really beautiful too the other two books I have are also romances. Big surprise! Of course, here. Um, my my one non romance was the last graduates about children getting eaten. So the the other two books that I read, um, the first one I absolutely adored. Did you watch Shit's Creek? Ah, uh, yes. Okay, I think everyone did pretty much, including Tessa Bailey, who is a very well known romance author, and she loved the character of Alexis on Shit's Creek so much that she was like, I have to write a romance novel about oh. Alexis. So this romance novel is called It Happened One Summer, and it is about a very rich, spoiled Beverly Hills heiress whose stepfather <laughs> is a film producer, and she messes up big time at the beginning of the novel. She, oh. she gets in big trouble with her stepfather, who decides that he is going to send her away to this uh, coastal fishing town in Seattle. Her late father owned a bar there, and he just, like, left it. He, he passed away in a fishing accident. He was a fisherman. He fished for crabs in this coastal town. And he had this bar, and her stepdad is like, I'm sending you away to this property that your late father owned, and I want there you, you to prove to me that you can be responsible and fix it up. Guess what? She meets a really sexy crab fisherman while she's there. Of and course. it's awesome. It's so cute. I love it. Super, super charming. It's going to be part of a duo of books, I believe. Um, she has a younger sister sister who is equally spoiled but is a little more like alternative like really into music and like works on films and stuff and she goes with her to this town to keep her sister company the second book i believe will be about her younger sister oh um, this sounds fun it's super fun really really cute i would recommend it for anybody who enjoyed Shit's creek and you liked the character of alexis mm-hmm. um she's a very charming protagonist it's a very sweet book it was a lot of fun and i learned a lot about crab fishing in it so <laughs> there you go hey <laughs> i also learned some stuff um, the the other romance book that I read and really enjoyed is called The Devil's Own Duke. It is the second book in the Wallflowers vs. Rogues uh, series by Lenora Bell. I think I talked about the first one on this podcast at some point. It's called Love is a Rogue. I do remember um, that, And yes. it's about a woman who falls in love with a carpenter. So this book is kind of similar in that it's like a woman who is a lady. She's a titled lady, and then the man is not titled. But he is... <laughs> 
he's claiming to be the heir to her father's dukedom. Oh, okay. And he has, like, a legitimate claim to it, and he's just like, I'm the long-lost duke. I'm, like, your seventh cousin twice removed, so it's not weird. And so then we her can father, get married. Yeah, and then her father's like, great, I wanted to marry my mistress. Anyway, now I don't have to worry about producing an heir. You can get married. Everyone's happy. And he, her dad is like, basically, she's like, great, go Bye. on. <laughs> go get married and make me a grandchild. Have a good time. And then they fall in love, obviously, because it's a historical romance novel. And it's delightful. So much fun. I feel, I love that you love romances. They're genuinely just really, <laughs> like, they're super fun. I I know that there's, like, a lot of baggage that a lot of people have of the covers. And it's, like, they're all, like, very cute pastel covers with these ladies and these beautiful gowns and a yeah, shirtless dude. But, you know. They're so much fun. If you, and genuinely, like, a lot of romance authors right now are writing really cool stuff and... All of the protagonists of this series by Lenora Bell, I really enjoy. They're all women with secrets, and they have this intellectual society. And so the woman, the main character in this novel, is currently running her father's vineyard for him. And she is creating this, like, hybrid strain of, like, English wine. And she's, like, desperately trying to get her wine business off the ground. It's very interesting. Um, And they do so much research and make sure that their things are grounded in history, which I really appreciate. That is good. Because, you know, sometimes you read that and you're like, yeah, that. Mm, (laughs) They do do the research. And, yeah, I think that most of them really try hard to make sure that their things are grounded in reality. That's good. Yeah, it's very fun to read. I love that. <laughs> so I read, also wrote a graphic novel, but mine, of course, has something to do with a mystery because that's who I am. <laughs> that's just where we're at. Uh, Mysteries and romance. Yes. So my graphic novel was a. It's an adult graphic novel. It's called Rebecca and Lucy, and the case of the missing neighbor. Okay. And this is by Pascal Gerard, and it is a very cute story of a a young mo- a mother with her baby Lucy. Who she's on maternity leave, and she's it, it takes place in Paris, and she overhears some people at the cafe. Like she goes and gets a little snack after her mother's group, and that their neighbor is missing, and she decides she has nothing to do, so she decides she's going to solve the mystery of the neighbor. Okay, is this a J graphic novel? No, it's an adult. Oh, okay, interesting. And she decides that she's going to do that. Okay. With the baby in tow. And she and her husband's a doctor. And so he's at the hospital a lot. So she has free time. And so she just starts like investigating and finding out. And she goes to the police and asks them some questions. And they're just like, Who are you? <laughs> why, <laughs> like, why are you walking around? Why am I? No, you shouldn't be doing this. And, uh, but she ends up figuring some things out. Okay. And the outcome is somewhat surprising. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give it away. But I'm like, tweet, tweet, tweet. Oh, that took a turn. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Sold. That sounds really interesting. It's, it was I enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm hoping that there's another one. It was like cute. I don't know. I enjoyed it. And then nice. you're like, okay. <laughs> that one went someplace. I also read this is not a graphic novel, but it's a nonfiction. And I just gonna mention it because I thought it was a nice compiled book and it's called why we cook women on food identity and our connection mm. and it's by Lindsay gardner and she interviewed home cooks she interviewed cooks that you would know chefs that you would know you know people you would probably see on food network and it's really interesting about women's identity and just like our role is like people who help and do but also our identity of of where we come from and what foods we cook 
and why we cook and what we like about cooking and uh, women supporting other women in the field of like, it's okay to be a mom and it's okay to like be good at cooking in your home right? and entertaining and like bringing people together and identifying like that it's okay to be those things. Yeah. And I thought it was just a really great book and she interviews all these people and I think each one of them gives like a recipe. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I really liked it. Yeah. I've heard a lot from just like friends and people that I know who are, they, they get married, they have kids and then they're, they're, they're like almost like ashamed to be like yeah. taking on this, this home role. Where like, you cook and that's and you part nurture. of what they discuss. Yeah. And it's just like, it's not something to be ashamed of. Like you can, like you can just genuinely enjoy cooking. Like it's not like you're, you're failing yeah. somehow to be like a feminist in, yeah. in enjoying doing those types of things. Like you can, you can be both. You can, you can be right. a strong woman and you can also like, like cooking. There's no, there's nothing wrong with that. I do. And I do think that there's this old I adage of saying like well when you get married like you said you have the kid and then okay this kitchen is your domain you right know, like, your job is to cook me a dinner right because i'm going to come home from work and i need a dinner yeah but, you know i think hopefully hopefully we move past that right right um and then you know men like to cook too and like you know they like to work you know it's like yeah it's fine no big deal but if you're a female and you like to work in the kitchen I am one of those women who like to work in the kitchen. Same, yeah. I enjoy cooking, and I don't find that it's doesn't make me less than. Yeah, exactly. At, at all. My son, anytime he doesn't know where I am, he's like, Mommy's in the kitchen. <laughs> but it's just because, like, I, I like right. to be in the kitchen. There's like, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I like to cook, and I like to bake, so that's just what he associates with me. He just knows that I wouldn't typically be in the kitchen. Right. So, yeah. So I thought it was a really nice compiled book. That's great. If you know, like, Carla Hall. Oh, yeah. You know, for Food Network and some of those shows that she does. She was so wonderful on Top Chef. Yeah. I think she was on two seasons. She was, like, on – she didn't win her season, and then she came back and did, like, the fan favorite season, too, I think. Yes. That was great. And I just love her. And yeah. she she's one of the people that is in her, in, interviewed oh, in the book. So I just, just her. throw her out. Yeah, Carla's great. She's wonderful. Like, I just adore her. She's, she's got such a good energy. Yeah, her hoodie hoo and all that <laughs> <She's> stuff. So <laughs> I just think she's great. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I'm going to throw out two biographies real quick that I read. Haley Mills, Forever Young. If anyone used to watch Disney, old Disney movie, or like old Disney movies, Haley Mills. Was always in Disney movies. She was, was she in the parent trap? Yes. Okay. She was I in knew the, the name sounded familiar. <laughs> yes. She was the original in the original parent trap and Pollyanna. She had a long career and generally had a hard time, you know, getting past the idea of being the being young, you know, getting older and then the, wanting her to be like Pollyanna mm-hmm. or the girl from the parent trap. Sure. Like, I was a child. And so it was really good and I, I always liked her. So it was an interesting read. And, of course, it's almost Halloween, so I'm going to throw out that I did look, and I'm not finished with yours cruelly, Elvira. I got to say, I just, uh, she's another fantastic person. Well, that book went pretty viral, too, when it was first released. Yeah, she did come out as, as bisexual. And then... Yes, and I think that, you know, I think that's great. It's I have, a like, just a quick story. I hope my sister won't get upset with me when I tell the story. So anyway, she went to, what is that, like, horror con that they have here? There's one that's a... Specifically for horror stuff. Yeah, and I can't remember the name, but I apologize. But anyway, she got to meet Elvira. (laughs) Wow. and, And she was really excited. And I remember sometime after they went to the horror con, she showed me the picture of Elvira. And I was just like, oh, my God, I love her. And my sister said... 
You know what's weird? I think she goes, I think that she had a girlfriend. Oh, interesting. And this was like years ago. So she just like, it wasn't a big deal. She was like, yeah, her assistant. She was like, I think that they're like together. (laughs) And I remember my sister saying that and I was like, oh, well. Okay. Good for her. Yeah. Like, good for her. Yeah. You know, that's, oh, that's cool. And my sister was like, that's awesome. And then that came out and I texted my sister and I was like, girl, you really you know it. that. Yeah, good you know that like seven years ago. You really sleuthed that one out. <laughs> you that's sure so did, Nancy Drew. Um, it was just so funny. But anyway, I decided to tell that story. That's great. That's yeah. like a good seasonal book, too. It's supposed to be really good. I haven't read it. But yeah. I've heard a lot of good things about her writing. Yeah. She, she's had a, a very interesting life. Mm. You know? She, yeah. It was she really had a very long career. So. She's had a long career. And, you know, like she talked about when she first was asked to do that role, mm. she literally was just like, what am I doing? <laughs> you know? She was just like a host, basically. Yeah. Yeah. But it and she, kind of morphed into something. Yeah. And it was, you know... She she really made it her own. Yeah. I mean, she really said, you know what? I can really do something with this. Yeah. You know, but I think at first she was like, what? Oh, my gosh. What kind of job is this? You yeah. know, kind of thing. So, yeah, she really, she ran with that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and she's made it very lucrative for herself. Yes. So, good for her. Yeah, good for Elvira. I love is it. Is the moral of the story. Yeah, then, sorry. <laughs> Be like Elvira. Yeah, right. <laughs> Be yourself. <laughs> One real quick note, I did want to add that there's a book I would like to read, which I haven't read, and it's by Chris Offit, who's a fantastic writer, Mm -hmm. and his newest book is called The Killing Hills, and it is on my list, and so I thought I would just throw that out there. It's something that I want to read. It's been out for a little while, Mm -hmm. and it's been on my list for a while, but I, as I was checking my list of things to talk about today i was like man i never did read that so moving to the top of the good reads i'm gonna do that yes i'm gonna do that he's a great writer he really is is really his books are really good yes so do you have something you would like to talk about Um, alexa well before i get to my big news i will throw out one final plug for a book the phantom soul booth by norton jester yeah it was it was one of my favorite books growing up and my husband and i are currently reading it to my son at night at bedtime we read a chapter a night and it's just been a real delight do you remember you're probably too young the movie the movie do you remember i love the movie my friend and i were really into the phantom (laughs) toll booth when we were in like the fourth grade we read it all the time and she had a copy of the chuck jones cartoon movie it's delightful if you are familiar with the grinch cartoon then you yes or, or any old Bugs Bunny stuff. Chuck Jones has very distinctive animation style. Very much um, so. Yeah. yeah. So if there's a character in the Phantom Toll booth called the Humbug, and he looks very Grinchy in the Chuck Jones cartoon version. That's correct. Yes. You know, that. <laughs> they look basically the same. Like it's, it's the same character. It's if the Grinch were a different color and also wore a top hat, um, <laughs> which is kind of fun. It's a great adaption mm-hmm. of it. It's super fun. We're, our plan is to watch that movie with Rhett once we finish with reading the book at bedtime. We're almost done. He's Yay! almost rescued uh, Rhyme and Reason. Um, so yeah, it's it's really really it's just kind of like brought me back it's such a wonderful book it really stands the test of time there's just a whole lot of silly wordplay you know yeah I remember reading that too and really enjoying it and it's funny I feel like it was not that long ago that I noticed that the movie was on I believe Turner Movie Classics or something played it and I thought oh my goodness yeah it's from like the 70s I think yeah and I thought oh 
like it's like took me a second. A long buried memory. Yeah, I was like, oh wait a minute, I remember this. You yeah. know, it took me a second. And but, I really love the framing device of the movie. So so the book, the premise is that this very bored little boy Milo finds his he's just having a very boring day, and then he goes home and he finds a box in his house, and inside of it is a little mini car for him to drive and a toll booth. And he drives to the toll booth and it takes him to this magical world. Mm-hmm. And he has to go on a very long meandering mission to rescue right. the princess's rhyme and reason. And so the the movie is framed in in live action. So it starts and it ends with live action. Um, That's true. He is, he is a real boy at the beginning and end. And when he drives through the toll booth, that is when his, like, as though he is going to Oz, his world turns from sepia to color. Um, and yeah. He goes from real boy to to animated Chuck Jones cartoon. And it's very cool. It's a, it is a really good adaption of the source material. That's so, yeah. true. The way that the book is structured, you could like, you think, wow. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a whole lot. <laughs> and you think, how are they, how are they, yeah, but they do, they, you are right. They do a really good job mm-hmm. of, of keeping like all, like a lot of the components in that story. Yeah. Because they, they really are so central to the story. Yes, exactly. That they had to be there. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's a very charming book. And I just wanted to do a quick plug for The Phantom Tollbooth by Norton Jester. <laughs> I love it. Um, it's, it's a delight and you should read it if you haven't. And read it again if you read it a long time ago because it's still really delightful. It's I feel like it's that <sighs> book and The Wrinkle in Time yes. are two books that I feel like come back. The Wrinkle in Time is wonderful it is a wonderful it really is a great book and it's funny how whenever i think of that book i think of like oh then there's this book Mm -hmm. the wrinkle of time yeah like books that that i think still have a place and a punch like they they're really still important yes well i mean the concepts in both i think are so timeless that it's like you can't really date them they're they're very much just like yeah, they're about very authentic emotions and concepts, and so yeah, they they really do stand the test of time. Yeah, so, so it's one of those things like if you haven't read it or you did read it, mm-hmm. reread it. Yeah, you still can. It's go still back. really it's still really fun. Yeah, Red, Red's back. a big fan of the dog with a clock in him. So uh, of yeah. course, Ooh, we love talk. We love talk in our family. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, this is actually going to be my final episode of the podcast. <laughs> I have been with it since inception when it was still one book one podcast um, 100 years ago I, like that's it. what it feels like <laughs> but it's not sad because jen will still be here we will still be putting out the podcast yes just with with some different voices yeah so yeah it's goodbye for now but i mean i'm always open to coming back as a guest i'm, I'm not i'm not like i'm leaving the city or anything so yeah it's goodbye for now but jen will still be here I'm just transitioning from recording to listening oh, you're making me sad oh but yes, we're going to miss you and we'll have another co-host or like you said, like, yes. Yeah. I think, that, I think actually that would be really fun. Yeah. See, you can't, you, you, the podcast will keep going. You can't give it up because it's too much fun. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to, I do not want to let it go. I enjoy it way too much. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm really looking forward to listening and seeing where we go. Yep. So thank you guys so much for listening and I will talk to you soon. Bye guys. Bye.